Hi, it's me, Dr. Jen, here for Six Minutes of Science, and today we're gonna to continue to explore the difference between the antibody response, the immune system response to a vaccination versus an immune system response to a natural exposure to a virus. So what we know is that there are differences. Now, can we articulate those differences? I hope that this session of Six Minutes of Science better helps you. It's really important to understand that the antibodies that are made in response to vaccination are not the same. The antibodies that are made in response to a vaccination are the IgG antibodies, not the IgA antibodies that we talked about previously that are from that innate immune system when the viral pathogen attacks the body, gets in through the nose, the mouth, or throat, and <clears throat> that is a first-line defense, but that's not what happens with a vaccination. And it makes sense that it doesn't happen with a vaccination because what happens with the vaccination is we are bypassing that first line. We are injecting the actual spike protein directly into a muscle cell. And from that, the body is producing the spike protein antigen response, which is an antibody that helps protect that person from future infections. But what really happens is that that spike protein antigen antibody response doesn't last very long. And we have, we've already talked about this, that within three to four months, we are seeing a dramatic drop in the, the viability of that antibody response and the person really isn't protected anymore like we were hoping those vaccines were going to do. And that's one of the reasons why we're so strong now at recommending booster shots because we recognize that after three to four months that vaccine is not effective at, at protecting a person from another infection. So we have to keep interjecting more boosters into the person's body. <clears throat> but let's understand something about that. So when we interject a vaccine, either a messenger RNA, like the Pfizer or Moderna, or the J&J, &J, which is a DNA vaccine, <clears throat> we're actually injecting that spike protein, and then our bodies, hopefully, they get the signal, the genetic code, to trigger the response of creating copies of that synthetic spike protein. And these copies are produced throughout the body, body and they travel throughout the body. They don't just stay in the muscle where they were injected, they travel all throughout the body. They can trigger that innate and adaptive immune system all over the body. That's why we've understood that we can see a reaction in terms of the ovaries. We can see it in terms of the heart. We can see it in terms of the brain. <clears throat> we're affecting all different parts of the body in terms of the vaccine response. And we had hoped that the vaccine was so protective that the risk of any damage to these other cells would be far outweighing the benefit of taking the vaccine. But what we recognize is the vaccine triggers the body to produce these antibodies that are specific to the spike protein because that's what we're interjecting, that messenger RNA or DNA in terms of producing synthetic um, <clears throat> spike proteins. Now, when we get a natural exposure, we're asking the body to recognize the complete virus and produce antibodies to the whole virus, not just to a specific part, which is the spike protein. 
That's a big difference between those two different factors from a natural exposure and to a vaccine exposure. <clears throat> now, it's really important to remember that vaccine response is only effective once the virus gets into the body. And it doesn't get into the body through the normal routes of the nose and the <clears throat> hands, the mouth, the throat. No, it gets injected directly into a muscle. And that's important because sometimes what happens then is that we're bypassing, we're getting right into the cytokine storm that can produce that anti that um, inflammatory reaction. And what happens is that can excite those killer T cells. And that can be dangerous to the person's body. So sometimes what we do for our bodies in a way to be protective can also have a resulting negative or compromising ability. So we have to think that way and have, we have to be careful and we have to really evaluate. Is the person at more risk of a cytokine reaction and that would overtax their body with an inflammatory response that is more dangerous than even if they were got infected with a virus. So we have to weigh that. Now, it's really important to remember that these spike proteins that get injected through a virus, I mean, through a vaccine, the spike proteins of the virus that get injected in a vaccine travel all throughout the body. It affects the liver, affects the kidneys, it affects all different tissues in the body and the heart, and that's why we see that we can have effects of a vaccination that affect many different organ systems, and that is something that is troublesome. So we'll keep exploring this. There's lots of interesting research on this subject. I wanted to bring this to our attention because it's important that you really understand the differences between the vaccine response and the natural exposure response and be able to explain that in a basic way with confidence, clarity, and with compassion. We're here to build those bridges. We're here to be the compassionate voice that help us live beyond the pandemic together and really have better knowledge and understanding and point you to research so that you can be inquisitive and curious yourself. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being the best part of our Six Minutes of Science community. Thanks for joining us in Experience TLC. Bye for now.